up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 40, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is currently down in the on-deck circle getting ready. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hello. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. It's good to be back. I haven't been on in a week. Yes. Does it feel like it? Uh, it does. Yeah. A lot's happened. I've got a lot of notes on some silly things and some really great things that have happened. And um, I feel like I something was missing on Monday when I wasn't online. Yeah, man. You were definitely missed. Ben and I had a good time, but you were you were certainly missed. And we decided that you were definitely the 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 like straw that stirs the pot. Like yeah. Like the. There was not nearly as many like off the wall comments that are made when you're not around. I just, this is, this is an opportunity for me to say what I feel whenever I feel like doing it. And I don't have that opportunity in everyday life. So just kind of, yeah, yeah, I do whatever the the fuck I want. (laughs) It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I enjoyed it. You guys had a great episode. You guys sounded really good. Uh, A lot of really good baseball talk going on. I listened to you guys before I got on the plane. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. There, uh, it was a fun episode to do, but, uh, yeah, you were definitely missed. So uh, one thing we talked about last time randomly, so that was it was kind of a, a throwback to like episode two whenever we were, you know, newbies at all this. Sure. We were talking about favorite types of cereal. We had to get your way in. What kind of cereal guy are you? Kicks. 100% kicks. kicks. Okay. I'm a kicks guy. Interesting. I never would have. I don't know. I guess that doesn't surprise me now more than I think about it. Uh, so I ate a lot of it as a kid. I mean, there were, there were a lot of valid points being thrown around by Ben and yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, uh, kicks. I don't know. I feel like they can be made sweet. They are a little bit sweet. There's like a tinge of sweetness, but they're also, um, they're, they're not savory, but they're not like overly sweet. Yes. Um, cinnamon toast crunch is a huge win. I know Ben likes oh, his man. golden grams quite a lot. Um, never, uh, the, the super sugary shit, like the lucky charms can go fuck itself. Like that's just dessert too much for you, huh? Too much for me. Never, okay. never a fan. The Reese's, the Reese's peanut butter things that, that was actually dessert. Like I would buy, <laughs> my mom would buy that for me and that would be my dessert. I'd have like a little cup of that. Um, never is breakfast because it just isn't. Okay. I see the vision. You're wrong, but I see the vision. I see where you're coming uh, from. Well, some people have shitty opinions. I guess that's one to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but it was, uh, I definitely see, I like kicks too. Cause I'm, I'm like you that way. I'm not a huge, huge sweet person. It's just every now and then, like I definitely can't eat like Reese's puffs for breakfast for like three weeks straight or anything. It just get it's too much, but yeah, I, I do like the amount of sweetness that is involved in kicks whenever I'm, I'm kind of on that, that train. So yeah, I, I like, like I like kicks a lot. I, I'm also a raisin brand friend. I like raisin brand. Do you like raisin brand or raisin brand crunch better? Any amount of crunch that you can inject in there that's going to stay crunchy through the sogginess of a milk endurance, um, we're in. We yep. need that. You got to go crunch then always. Absolutely. Yeah. I Two scoops. Agree. Two scoops. Exactly. Those are sun raisins, <laughs> you know. Um, and one, I think that I thought a little bit more about it too. I'm definitely cinnamon toast crunch over golden grams. I agree. I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch takes it another step forward, mm-hmm. and Golden Grams is a half measure towards uh, sugary heaven. Exactly. <laughs> Even though you're not a big sugar guy in your cereal. No. No. Okay. I like it, though. 
Sweet. All right. I know. No pun intended. But I know exactly where we fall on this. And now from from now on, we're gonna have every guest answer that question. I feel like. Okay. We're gonna have them answer that question and also the Hall and Oates question. The Hall and Oates question. I think about this frequently. It's like <laughs> the best question ever asked. Would you rather eat oatmeal with Arsenio Hall or commit arson with Hall and Oates? <laughs> ah, that's a great question. Oh man, the boredom that I come that comes in goes in in and out of my head. It's ridiculous. Um. I owe you an answer to a question from last episode. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. asked me, so do you want to frame the question for the audience? Yeah. Let me, let me pull up the old Rolodex here. True or false? Lance Berkman is the Phil Mickelson of baseball. <laughs> Every time I think about this question, it gets more and more absurd. And the more and more true it really is. They're both <laughs> incredibly white. <laughs> yeah, they are. The, so I started looking into... Because I was thinking about their career earnings and everything and like how, you know, they're both pretty successful guys. Maybe one, I don't know. I don't really know if one's that much more successful as far as like when I look at them, uh, I don't know, just side by side than the other. But I would say that uh, the career earnings definitely surprised me. So I, I looked into this. So Lance Berkman, in his career, $124 million total total earnings. Was in the league from 1997 to 2014, I believe. Okay. What would your guess be for Phil? My guess would be well over $100 I would think. Yeah. So either Uh, he's probably Probably in the same territory. Okay. So, I mean, that's what I thought. That's where my head was at. Uh, I don't know if it's bad investing, which is kind of shocking considering he's been linked with some really shady kind of shit, like insider trading. Um or what's going on here? I know he's a huge gambler, so that's a big part oh, of it. Oh, interesting. His career earnings forty one point three million. That seems low. That feels low. Yeah, I would have thought way higher than that. But I mean, I guess whenever you win a golf tournament, you're usually looking at like a million dollar purse or so. So I mean, you know, that's I don't know. It could I mean I don't know. I was surprised mm. by that though. Yeah, maybe he's not making enough from his Embril commercials. <laughs> Or those damn Oxford, what's that? I don't even know what that damn brand is that he wears. They're like Oxford golf shirts. Just absolutely ridiculous. He really likes KPMG and he just fucking flogs his psoriatic arthritis medicine. He really, really does. Really does. So I would agree with you. I'm going to say true on that. Love it. All righty. There's a little bell ring for you. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Ben left us some sponsor materials. Here we go. Are you tired of being tired? Is your metal getting rusty? Well, we have the place for you. I'm talking about Freddie Galvis's bedding and galvanizing shop. It's a metal coating mattress covering good time down at Freddy's. They'll get your metal coated up nicely while getting you under a brand new duvet. They've got protective, non-stick, lubricated chemical resistant and anti-corrosion coatings along with pillowcases galore. Get on down to Freddie Galvis's bedding and galvanizing shop immediately. Holy they are located shit. off of Route 4 North, <laughs> exit 27, just past the fireworks stand, and you tell them that the outfielder guy sent you. Back to you, Sam. Oh, are you sure? Is there, is there a location in Bedford? Well, I think you might have been laughing, but the location is clearly off of North uh, uh, Route 4 North. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write it. They just sent it to me. I don't know. 
Ah, uh, that was beautiful. Freddie Galvis's betting and galvanizing. Indeed. I do give you a lot of credit for that 40 liner. It's good though. Did you like the uh, party blower? The party blower and the leisure lounge music going on in the background is like really good. Yeah. I was I, I was like I should have a, a pipe and a smoking jacket. Exactly. And like a Tom Collins in my hand. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. Oh, I love it. That's good stuff. Oh man. All righty. Well, I think I know what time it is. Do you? Yeah, let's talk pieces of shit. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. First piece of shit. Current player, Fernando Rodney. Oh, man, I hate him. (laughs) Why don't you tell the audience why you hate him, and then I'll tell you why I hate him. There's one particular reason, and you already know what that reason is. He wears his hat like a fucking asshole. (laughs) If I wore my hat like him, I would expect to get my ass kicked on a daily basis. Let me tell you why his wearing a hat that way is unacceptable. Go for it. (laughs) Career war, 7.5. Over 16 seasons, he has played with Detroit, the Angels, the Rays, the Mariners, the Cubs, the Padres the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, and now Minnesota. Many, many years. Proceed. I was just going to say, that's crazy. I, didn't, I don't even remember him playing for the Marlins or the Cubs. Pretty quick. I think they wow. were um, like end-of-year transactions. Trade, trade deadline things. Career war of 7.5. Mm-hmm. ERA of 3.7. A whip of 1.35. 325 saves, which is actually a lot. It is. But they're, all, they're always like by the skin of his teeth getting a save always um you cannot wear your hat like that and have so much swag in your you know post-game routine for executing a save with those numbers you clearly are not good enough to be doing that sort of shit that's exactly how i've always felt about it it's just absolutely ridiculous and like I think you said it best by, by the skin of his teeth every single time. Every single time I see that guy trot out to the mound, it's just like, this could really go either way. And I really hope the Red Sox are playing him. And I really hope it goes the way I think it would go kind of thing. Let's put it this way. If he spent 16 seasons here and he has a 7.5 war, that's like 0.4 per, per year. That's, that's a better, not great for a closer. Agreed, but I, this is really a, a better war than I thought it would be. And he was in a setup man role for a long time before being a closer. I don't know why they decided on that. It's not like he can throw that much heat. He's had a particularly bad uh, first half of this year. He's actually cleaned it up a little bit. He's a little bit above his career numbers, but his uh, war is 0.5 this year. Not great Ugh, for a closer. Yeah, not great. That I guess that falls in line with about how things have gone in Minnesota, though. Yep. Minnesota is just middling all the way through. Yep. So sorry. Sorry, Fernando. You kind of suck. Love it. Uh, second is a man by the name of Michael Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan allegedly played uh, basketball in the NBA for a little while, but he also played baseball for the Birmingham Barons 
1994. Over, over 500 at-bats near his makes no difference. He hit 202 with three home runs and 51 RBIs. Stick to basketball, Michael. You suck at it. Yep. He went back suck to at it. baseball. He went back to it, and it didn't go much better. Do you know who his manager was when he was on the Barons? Oh, gosh. Uh, no, I don't. It was Terry Francona. Holy shit. Isn't that wild? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, Tim Tebow probably falls in the same boat. Just go fuck yourself. Stay with you. That's an extra piece of shit. So this is the only piece of shit that I really did some, some in-depth uh, coverage on. Okay. This is uh, pitchers hitting the ball. <laughs> okay. Or I guess to put it uh, more directly, NL not having a DH is mm-hmm. a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Um, let me tell you a little bit of context around this one. Wait, I was so watching... real, quick, uh, real quick question. So is the piece of shit the NL not having a DH? I think that would be the, the takeaway from the statistical story I'm going to tell you. Okay. But no, I think the piece of shit is pitchers hit at bat. Okay, love it. All right, I, I uh, hit the bell for the right thing. I just wanted to be sure. No, I think you got it. Okay, so context. I was watching Braves Nationals the other day. The Nationals um, pitching staff has the highest batting average this year of any pitching staff. Really? They have a batting average of 158. Wow. Okay. The best hitting team for pitchers yeah. is hitting 158. Wow. Now let's let's. I'm going to tear this down a little bit. So um, Max Scherzer, a very good hitting pitcher, mm-hmm. um, has let's see, he has 15 hits out of 50 at bats. That's so ridiculous. Well, that's pretty good for a pitcher. Well, yeah, I know, I know it is, but I'm just saying it's just when you think about it in the grand scheme of everything, it just seems like a waste. He's at the upper echelon of hitting yeah, pitchers. I would agree. Um, he, he has 15 hits, um, and the Nats total have 33, their pitching staff. So just mm. about half of the hits from the pitching staff are coming from one guy. Meanwhile, you, oh, go ahead. If you mix in any other pitcher, it's very likely that they're going to be hitting close to what the Cubs pitching staff average is, which is 85. <laughs> 85? The entire Cubs pitching staff is hitting 85. Oh boy. Okay. This is un- this is an untenable position that the that the NL is holding up until pitchers at bat is no longer a formality mm-hmm. and everyone treats it like Shohei Otani. Um, it's just an untenable position. There's no way that they are taking it seriously enough for it to be a part of the game anymore. No, no, you're 100% correct. I wonder. Um, I wonder, we should look back, we could do this in the offseason when we'll have more time, but we should look back at like what, like historically, let's look 10 years back and see where pitchers were batting and see what, you know, where that was. I'd be really yeah. fascinated by that. I would love to, I would love to do a teardown like that. And, you know, the Cubs that I mentioned at 85 batting average mm-hmm. for pitching isn't even the worst. Wow. Really? That's the, that's the worst first place team with that batting average. <laughs> Good Lord. What's the worst? Uh, it was just below that. Somebody was hitting like 77. Okay. Anyway. Got to um, be the Giants, so, right? I guess uh, let's put it this way. Jose Bautista is hitting 197. Why is he still a Met? Why is he even still playing baseball? That's what I'm saying. Just, if, <laughs> if the Nats are at 185, that's like, you know, slightly better than Jose Bautista or slightly worse than Jose Bautista out there every time at bat when there's a, you know, Tanner Roark or, you know, name, name your pitcher. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's certainly under the Mendoza line. Absolutely. So 
the the other part of this that um, I found super interesting, the best hitting, I mean, it goes in line with what I was saying around Max Scherzer having half the hits for the Mets. Mm-hmm. The best hitting pitching staffs have one or two pitchers that hit the fuck out of the ball. Yeah. Herman, Germa, uh, what's his name? Shit, I lost it. Uh, Herman Marquez of the Colorado Rockies is hitting like 358. That's insane. He had, he is 14 for 40. Okay. Which is good. That's good. Like, yeah. Really good. He's like lacing doubles. I think he's got like a dozen RBIs or something. Um, and they're like third. They're third in batting average because of him and mm-hmm. only because of him. Otherwise, that is a wasted slot for a hitter. They're not taking it seriously. It's seemingly a, stra- a strategic piece and a formality mm-hmm. because of it. Like, ugh, just well, go fuck yourself. So I, I'm glad that you brought this up because I have – so I've been doing some thinking about how – so I guess this started when we started talking about realignment recently, and I don't have everything completely done yet, but I'm working on kind of a, I guess, a, a general piece, and I don't know if I'll blog it. I'll probably talk about it on the show because I want like your interactive feedback on it and Ben's too, but I've kind of figured out how they could add two teams, reform divisions, get rid of the AL and NL bullshit of like the rules, differences, yeah, and basically do all of this at one time and what that would look like. And I okay. realigned all the divisions and everything for everything to make up, make sense. And okay. I'm really excited to talk about it. It's something I've been thinking on for quite some time. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that's a very nice segue into that here in a little. We'll, we'll maybe talk about that here in a little bit. I, w- I would love to have that chat. I'd love for hitters to just focus or batters, bleh, for pitchers to focus on uh, pitching the ball because mm-hmm. clearly that's what they're doing right now. And it's just a, a waste of everyone's time, I think. It is pretty fucking cool whenever, like, you see, like, the mad bums of the world smack one. That's great and everything. Yeah, I but... know, but it's not happening nearly enough. We're talking about less than 15% yeah. of the time. Absolutely. I mean, I'm all for pitchers who can hit yeah. because I hate to see the pitchers who don't give a shit. The Cubs, right. a first-place team, one out of nine times, uh, or I guess their pitching staff just hit 085, like... It's yeah. not a good use of a slot for the lineup. I'm looking up. I was looking at this recently. So you, <laughs> so in the piece of shit corner last week, I was talking about John Lester being an asshole. Yeah. And um, he's a pretty good hitter, isn't he? Or is he not? I don't think that he really is. I know <laughs> the only thing that jumps out at me when I think about his abilities is the fact that he never can pick off at first. And he's had a career. He's been in the league since like 2006, and only had his first pick off in like 2016. What a piece <laughs> of shit! I know, right? It's because he's a lefty, and it's you know. But still, um, you're in the procedural uh, piece of shit corner for not following the protocol or the rigid structure that we set. All right, so John Lester's batting 109 on base, 109, and has an OPS of 283. That's outrageous. Okay. So that's probably above league average. Yeah, him. he has seven RBIs on the year in one home run. Yeah. Five five hits. So that's ridiculous. And that's not bad. But, I mean, in the it is bad, but, I mean, it's not bad in the scale of, like, where everybody else is on that. Spectrum. In the world that we live in, that is adequate. Right. For a pitcher. All right. But the situation we're in is not adequate. Love it. We All right. can do better. Next. Cleveland Browns. Yuck. That's it. <laughs> They're going to be better than they've been, man. Yeah, whatever. How many games do you think they're going to win? Two. Uh, I will absolutely take the over if you want to put $5 on that. I need to do my research, and then I will get back to you. Okay. We'll have a bet settled by next, next episode. But am I right? Cleveland Browns, yuck. 
Oh, yeah, they're the worst, but they'll win more games. I mean, they've got a lot of talent on that team. I think that they can't even fuck up into, like, four or five wins this year. Yeah, I mean, they've got Jarvis Landry. What else do you need to get a couple couple wins? Plus Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, a lot of non-baseball players. <laughs> Fine. Are any of them baseball players? No. Not this year. Damn it. Love a good uh, cross, <laughs> cross sports type of Bo Jackson situation. <laughs> All right. That's the piece of shit corner. You name the time frame. I'll name an asshole. I'm really glad you were back to do that segment this time because I was really bad at it. <laughs> it's not easy. No, it's finding, not. Finding a current player that's a piece of shit, a past player, a tangent, and then a, a, the non-tangent super easy. I rail those off all the time. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's just whatever pisses you off in the moment. But, like, I, uh, I didn't even go by that format. I, I mean, I tried to do a player, you, just, you know. but I just all Yankees I went, Well, I just went Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone's a fuck, dude. That guy doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Love it. No, it was. It made me laugh. It was good. Good. Well, I'm. I'm glad, but I was really bad at it. So I. I, I got to say, I'm running low on past players to rail on. Oh, I'll. I'll help you think of some. I've got some. Okay. Good. I've definitely got some people that piss me off. Perfect. Um. Okay. So Ben and I did the standings the other day. Do you want to talk about this whole realignment thing? I've got a couple of quick non pieces of shit to call out. If okay. That's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's do that. So uh, first, I'd like to talk about Bartolo Colon getting his 246th win. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I watched most of this game knowing that he was uh, very unlikely to get. I watched most of that game knowing that he was very unlikely to get the win, mm-hmm. um, but he did squeeze. He pitched seven innings. I think he gave up a couple runs. No big deal. He uh, defended his position really, really, really well. He had two bunts uh, that were like super close plays. He got to the ball and threw him out. A couple comebackers that were yeah. like probably deadly for your average 46-year-old man. Did, did um, he get hit in the gut by one of those comebackers? That was a couple of years <laughs> okay. ago. Okay, that's right. I, I couldn't remember. If that, <laughs> I, was, I was talking to somebody about that, and that came up, and I couldn't remember if that was recently or not. Yeah, just prop, <laughs> props to Big Sexy for getting the most win by any Latin American pitcher. He uh, is very likely to come back next year. He's 62 innings away from reaching the all-time Latin pitcher innings record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, string together a couple of good starts. Half the season, he's through that, and he'll get that record. Um, he's far exceeded the, the Rangers' expectations for what he's done. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, feeling good about Bartolo. Yeah, I mean, I man, I would love to see an MRI to see what his elbow looks like. It's got to be terrible. <laughs> oh, I bet it's all scar tissue and the, it's probably gears and sprockets and shit in there now. <laughs> gears. <laughs> uh, the other person I want to call out is Juan Soto. He had his 14th home run as a teenager. Um, this puts him this he passed Mickey Mantle for most home runs by a teenager. This puts him in the same camp as the likes of Ty Cobb, Ken Griffey Jr., Bryce Harper, Mickey Mantle. So on and so forth. That guy's going to be really good for a long time, and it's going to be fun to watch him. So congrats I, to that guy. I agree, man. That guy's really, really fucking good. Yep. Um, yeah. You texted me about him the other morning, and I was like, oh, this is delightful. Well, this his is... batting average keeps going up. I know. He was – I mean, he came out, came out of the gates hot. He's hitting, you know, 280 or something. It's steadily been rising. He's somewhere in, like, the two – high teens maybe the 20s at this point Mm -hmm. but his on bat on base percentage is like 424 right now that's ridiculous Um, he also has 14 home runs and i mean he's just he's crushing the ball he's got a ton of plate discipline um super fun to watch um speaking of fun to watch i don't know if you saw that uh felix hernandez struck out adrian beltre in a very (laughs) 
He laughed right in his face. That's yeah. probably the, the uh, most friendly rivalry that there is in baseball. And I've watched these guys play against each other a lot. Yeah. And to watch Felix just start laughing at Beltre like Charles Barkley swing at the ball um, literally made me laugh out loud. And that was a super fun moment. Yeah. Uh, didn't uh, King Felix go on to get shelled for like 11 runs in that game? Oh, he's got like a 5-6 ERA this year. He's not that good. They're about to move him to the bullpen. They're going to have to. I think so. That Seattle team did not do nearly enough at the deadline. No, and you were totally right. I heard you and Ben talking about my take on Seattle. It was accurate. There were too <laughs> many lucky wins. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it started out really strong. It, was, it reminded me of the Brewers last year. It just didn't last quite as long. It, sure. They start out really strong and really like looking like a force and then somehow just sort of fizzled out a little bit. If they can add to their pitching staff this year, man, I, I, I still think that there's they're going to be really good and a force to be reckoned with. Maybe not like a force like the Astros or something like that, but still yeah. a really good baseball team because we know right. that Oakland won't sustain what they're doing. Yep. They made this statement. year, but you know, they'll lose half their, their damn players like they always end up doing. Yeah. I just never have a, t- a ton of faith in Seattle. Um, long-term. I just don't, I don't know enough about their clubhouse or their front management or front office to say, how they're managing all, all the things. Sometimes they string together some really good seasons here and there, but you know, at long term, I can't speak to their efficacy. Yeah, it's hard to understand. All tucked away down there. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, something else I was going to ask you about Seattle. I feel like eh, anything else. Um, no, those were the three things that I wanted to touch on that I noticed while I was away. Gotcha. The um, the players' jersey, the player name. Jersey week is coming up next yes. week, right? Or a couple weeks. We ordered shirts. We did. So there were some good ones that came out as usual, but there were some really terrible ones also. Man. Um, you want to talk about the one that we ordered? Yeah. So um, Brad Boxberger is the closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And instead of having his name on the back of the shirt or the jersey, it's going to uh, feature emojis. It's just going to have a picture of a box and then a picture of a burger. His last name, Foxberger. So, so fucking. Uh, I definitely ordered one for myself and one for Justin. <laughs> yep. Can't fucking wait. Um, some of the ones, I've got kind of a list here. Um, Carl Edwards of the Cubs is the string bean uh, slinger, which is really fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Uh, the Orioles have Paul Fry, Papa Frita. Lame. Who the fuck is Paul Fry? Exactly. Um Shit. Chuck Nasty's got Chuck Nasty on it. <laughs> that that one's good. Yes. Paul. I wish I would have seen that one. I probably would have bought that one too. Let's see. Coltrane for Garrett Cole. That's kind of of a reach. Uh, Showtime for Otani's pretty cool, I guess. I mean, does Freddie Galvis have one? <laughs> probably not. Travis Shaw's back with the mayor of Ding Dong City. Love that. <laughs> that one's really good. <laughs> um, DD Gor- uh, Gregorius has the night. That's just. That seems like they're Were they to... filling a void after Matt Harvey left. <laughs> right. Like that feels York. like that's exactly what my thought was. Um, James Paxton's is the, is big maple. Ah, got me. They could have done something better with that around Bill Paxton's silly exploits on camera. <laughs> Agreed. Um, let's see. Colton Wong's is the pebble. 
whatever. He might be my new favorite. Guy. Some so many of these are grasping at straws. It's almost like they needed to get twelve per team, so they just assigned some nicknames by some AI machine. What the fuck is this? Josh Donaldson's is bringer of rain. Get the fuck out of here. No, he's not. His calves are on fire. Max Scherzer has blue eye. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that one's really good. It's <laughs> pretty fucking funny. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay, Dude, he, okay, yeah, he used that last year. He should have used brown eye this time. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really good. Like, I don't know. Like, that was my first thought when I saw that, other than that's pretty funny. Um, oh, but yeah, so that'll be fun. That's always, I think that's a cool thing that baseball's done. I mean, it's just different, right? I mean, they're so stuffy <laughs> about uniforms and all that anyway. It, what do they call it in the NFL? It's like color rush when they do all the fucking ridiculous colors that colorblind people can't see. Except with the NFL, they do the usual NFL thing and do it just way worse. Uh, whatever. And then the NBA tries to do like other weird shit. Like we'll put sleeves on them all of a sudden. Oh, they stopped doing that. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, that, that, those did not sell. That was the idea is to sell more of them and it did not work. Um, the, the coolest thing the NBA has are the Christmas Day jerseys because those are always pretty like festive. Okay. But I anyway, so it's a cool thing that baseball does, but yeah, like that came out this week. Uh, I also cool picked stuff. up while I was buying our Boxburg, Bo- Boxburger emoji shirts. I bought uh, an Atlanta shirt that has the tomahawk on it. Hell yeah. I wanted to, I was actually, that was my secondary one that I was going to buy. It's a good one. I, the only thing that I have that's Braves is this sort of three quarters length thing that says Atlanta yeah. uh, or Braves on it. And um, not really outdoorsy sort of wear. So I decided to get an actual t-shirt. I like it. You know, because we're going to go see the Rockies play next Saturday. Man, I'm so excited about that. I can't believe we haven't teased that up to this point. Um, did you see uh, or you know about the history of Chief Nakahoma and everything, right? Oh, uh, nope. So the, the Braves back in the day used to have a guy at every game dressed up like an Indian that sat in front of a giant teepee and his name was Chief Nakahoma. And yeah, uh, yeah he burned that teepee down. Smoking cigarettes inside of it. Oh, I thought you were going to say in protest, but the oh. cigarettes make sense too. Well, maybe were, they too. American, were they American spirits? I, <laughs> I don't know, but this was, <laughs> this was back in like the <laughs> 60s and 70s. So uh, yeah, it's definitely an amusing story. Pretty Love bad, it. really. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Any other news going on? Uh, I was going to tell you, not, in a, not even in a bragging sense, but in just the fact that this blows my mind. Uh, Boston's won six in a row, 11 or 10 of their last 11, 25 out of their last 30. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and blow a rapid fire question, um, on this then, since we're talking about the Red Sox. So the Boston Red Sox are at 81 wins. Mm -hmm. They have 35 wins. They need to get 35 wins in the next 47 games to beat the Seattle Mariners record of 116 wins. Yeah. Do they make it? Uh, I don't think that they will. I don't think so either. I think they're going to come damn close. I put them at yeah. 113. I agree. I would say more like 115, but they're, they're going to be really fucking close. But I I still think that they're going to cool off a little bit here at some point. They're going to they go just on. haven't. Right. I know. Like the, everybody's been saying all year, wait till, you now know. They're just protecting your, your, you're hoarding your coins and now you're just protecting them saying like, <laughs> oh, they're going to, they're going to cool down. Like, exactly. The table's cooling. I'm going to, I'm going to cash out. Yeah. We've. Yeah, we've had real good luck with that that strategy before. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think it's uh, it's wild, man. I, I, I'm glad that Chris Sale's gotten some rest. The crazy thing about them out, or uh, I think that their pitching staff through that Yankees uh, series carried like a 1.31 ERA, and that's without Chris Sale, which is incredible. That's yeah, that blows my mind. 
<clears throat> so I didn't get a chance to watch any of those games. Would you say um, the Yankees' shittiness had something to do with it, or were the, the was the pitching staff really just doing the thing? Uh, it's both. I, I, it was more the Yankees' shittiness in general. But, I mean, Porcello had a complete game one-hitter with 86 pitches. So, I mean, wow. Which, I mean, he can be electric. He's just not electric consistently enough. And so, like, you know, they had – they had chances in that series, but I mean, whenever they went down 0-2 in that series, it just didn't, it just, they were lifeless, man. That's where I, I have a problem with Aaron Boone, because it just doesn't seem like he knows how to fire that team up, and it doesn't seem like, like, he came out with the Sunday Night Baseball, like, he gave the lineup card, and it, like, it moved some people around, dropped Greg Bird out of it, and some stuff like that, and it's just like, man, like, is this your best, is this all you got? Like, that team is better than that. Like, that's what kills me about it, but they're not, like, nine and a half games out of first place now. If that's not, crazy. Like well, you drop four to the team ahead of you, that'll happen. Well, yeah, and then on top of that, like, I mean, you know, and of course they turn right back around and beat the White Sox, which I would anticipate, but that I think that's the biggest differentiator is that Boston's finding ways to win and New York is not. I was, yeah, so I, what I did watch right after that series was the Red Sox almost drop one to Toronto, and I was like, you just swept the Yankees. How the fuck are you going to drop one to Toronto? And then they didn't. And then they didn't because they're – and that's the thing, dude. Like, they've won in extra innings, like the 10th inning. That's exactly what they did to the, the Yankees the other night. Yeah. And, I mean, got to that 10th inning and just blew the doors off the thing. And it's like, I just <laughs> – I mean, I can't be anything other than thrilled, but I can't – I don't want to put any carts before any horses. But at the same time, yeah. like, how am I not supposed to be, you know, jumping off the walls too? So I don't know, man. It, it's yeah. a weird position to be in. I don't want them to be go on any kind of streak, but like Steve Pierce, probably one of the best like acquisitions for a bag of balls you could possibly get. Yeah, it's it's panning out for sure. I yeah. think he still has the mental fortitude of flan, but that's okay. Dude, he's gonna be. He, you know, you already know this is the dude that's gonna have some miracle hit in the playoffs. That's just some bomb or something like that. That's gonna be. A or are you just saying about carts before horses? Jesus, I'm just saying he's that type of guy. He's that, that nobody that nobody really knows about that doesn't really, you know, hasn't really made. It's exactly like the Max Muncy thing. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I'm super glad I picked up Nathan Ivaldi, who's been really, really good. For Absolute the Red Sox. nails. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of fantasy, sorry for the loss. My you, team was going to crush anybody. You shouldn't be. What was the differential you had calculated? So I had 70 more points than any other team. <laughs> the next highest team had 70 less points. Yeah. You, I beat you by, you had, you needed to score 30% more points to win, which would not have been a thing, <laughs> even if your team was at a hundred percent. I might seem yeah. just like they, they mashed a bushel of taters. I had four starting pitchers without a win. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> so I had like, I had like 13 wins and like 17 home runs. God almighty. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it, ha- it coincided with Devers on the DL and Altuve and like yeah. basically all the parts of my offense. It, it's not like it would have mattered, but yeah. I don't think I would have beat hardly anybody in the league last week. Nope. No, but it was, you took the series win. I'm just glad you didn't sweep me and I'm, you know, five wins in a row. I'm, I'm climbing the ranks and I feel pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. What'd we say? Uh, I guess I've won five of six going back last two seasons. So, but you're that's starting great. to, you're, you're starting to turn things around. So good work. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we looked back last year and Justin swept me last year. He won all three uh, engagements except in the playoffs. Right. Except when it fucking matters. Yeah. So you'll take the next one. I bet. Yep. Remember my very my very first year, I was so pissed because I I would I went out to Arizona to play golf and I fucking forgot to put my starters in and the time change yeah. kind of fucked my usual routine and I missed a first round bye and then got fucking eliminated in the first round. So I was real pissed. So 
Yeah. Last year I had the first round bye, and then Sam came around and beat my dick in. So that was yeah. great. Beat it right back up there. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't beat it off. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. All right, let's talk about this realignment thing. How about that? Okay. All right, so the reason I started really looking into this initially was I was curious as to how, and I don't have the numbers in front of me or anything, and, and maybe that's where the blog piece is going to come in. But I was thinking about, like, West Coast teams and, you know, some of the, like, time differences as far as how much they have to travel. Like, you know, if you look at, like, the Dodgers, I think it was on an average they travel, like, two to 3,000 miles more than like the Red Sox or the Yankees do, which is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, that's just kind of what you deal with, right? With, yeah. I mean, there's no, not a, really a whole lot of way to avoid that. Yeah. It, with the current system. Agreed. Okay. So I started brainstorming what realignment would look like and then what they need to take care of. The way I guess I looked at it is like, there are a lot of different things that need to be taken care of as far as the general rules of baseball and uh, concerning like the... AL and NL and the different rules and all that. Yep. And so I decided to tackle this from a standpoint of how can they fix everything or at least majority of these things all at once and balance things a little bit better. Yep. So that's the, the lens that I went into this with. Okay. Okay. So essentially what this would look like is this covers expansion, the rule changes, divisional realignment, and playoff spots. Okay? Good. I have thoughts on all this shit. This is great. Excellent. So the first thing I would say would be you'd have to add two teams. Ooh, two. Yeah. I like four. I'm a four guy. So I could see the vision on that, but I don't know if it's really ready to support. So, well, okay, so... The, Let's the, put it this way. If we had four teams, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would be playing baseball right now. Good point. But um, if he were on any team but the Blue Jays, he'd probably play baseball right now. But, well, I, I have thoughts on the expansion team and where he would go. Okay, so my two expansion teams would be Montreal. I think that's a given. That's going to happen, right? That one's That's on my list. Okay, and then the other one I would say need to be Portland. I've got that one too. Okay. Great. So, and the reason I say that is because of the exact divisional alignments that we'll talk about here in a second. Yep. Um, so you would add two teams. Those would be the two that you'd add. Okay. So the second aspect that I thought about is how do you realign the rules of the game to make this all make more sense? You would abolish the lack of DH. There you go. You would lack abolish. I was going to say abolish the pitcher hitting and the NL rules and switch to the DH and make everything the same set of rules, which is clearly more fun and more exciting. And it puts more butts in seats. Agreed. And for a lot of different reasons. Um, And I think whenever it comes to playoff time, it really and truly puts the two best teams up playing each other in the World Series. It's a level playing field. Correct. So I think that's a really cool notion. Um, but you would definitely have to do that, I think, to make this work. You would ha- There's no doubt about it. You would have to do it to make this work. Yeah. Okay? All right. So what are, uh, do you want to go on with your thoughts on that, right? I mean, you gave it in the piece of shit corner. But yeah, what so other every, every one of your thoughts so far has been really good. We haven't gotten into division splits and realignment. Yep. So on top of those two teams, I would add a Las Vegas. Okay. And a Nashville. Okay. Interesting. Those are the other two that I would, I would say as well. In addition to the Portland and the Montreal that we already mentioned. Right. Okay. Um, now the divisional split, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn on this one. You could go a number of different ways. 
Um, the easiest way would, would be to have four different divisions across the entire nation. That's what I've got to. Uh, you basically have the Southwest, the Southeast, the Northeast, and the Northwest. So I've got it a little bit differently. Okay. So the East would be Atlanta, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami. <laughs> Dude, I use Cincinnati in a sentence every the other day. Use, every time I hear Cincinnati, I just laugh my ass off. I know. I used it in a sentence the other day, and people were looking at me like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? And the same exact thing happened to Ben, too, actually. <laughs> I, no, Ben's was more like someone was asking him. They mentioned some 1920s reporter, and he was like, oh, you mean like Paul Ramham from D- WPAP in Cincinnati? And they were like, what? I just quoted you. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, all right. So the East would be Atlanta, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Philly, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Washington. Okay. Okay. I'm a visual guy, so I'm just going to have to try and run with you on this one. Okay. Uh, the North would be Boston, Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, Montreal, the Yankees, the Mets, yeah. and Toronto. Okay. That makes sense. The Midwest would be the Cubs, the White Sox, the, the uh, Rockies. The Astros, the Royals, the Brewers, St. Louis, and the Rangers. Okay. And the West would be Anaheim, Arizona, Los Angeles, Oakland, Portland, San Diego, San Francisco, and Seattle. So we have East, North, Midwest, and West? Correct. Interesting. What are your thoughts on that? I, I like any amount of mixing it up. Yeah. Um, I am by no means opposed to what you have proposed. I think... It would be really cool to see four huge divisions like have at it. Yeah. You might see um, a f- probably a fair bit more tanking because there's less potential playoff spots for a DS. Well, you would add two more playoff spots with that wild card, with that play in game. You'd be able to add two more wild card spots because you have two more teams. Yeah. How does that, how would that look for like the ALDS? You know, there's um, four, basically four series going on for the DSs. Right. So, well, so it would technically be, it would technically be, well, so I guess in this case, you wouldn't have like an American league or national league DS. So it would, it would have to be, you would have to reseat them, I think, and just play them that way. Almost like basketball does. Interesting. That would be the way you would have to do this. So two teams. um, Okay. Yeah. I'm on board with this. Yeah. So with all that being said, Uh, So the reason, so a couple more thoughts on the division. So some things I like about this. So I think it's really interesting to add Cincinnati to the East kind of division, but it makes sense. I'm sorry, what city? Cincinnati. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think a division. So I, I love that you keep most of the rivalries together. So you keep. Boston and New York, obviously together. You keep the Mets and the Yankees together for the subway series. You keep Toronto uh, or you have Toronto, but you wouldn't have Montreal, which would be a little bit, I don't know. No, no, you would actually. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I misspoke. You would have that. So that would be a cool series because you, I don't know what you would call that. The A series, maybe? I don't know. The sorry, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Series. Yeah. Something like that. The sorry series. Um, <laughs> so you keep all that together. You keep Cubs, White. So you, then you have Cubs, White Sox, which becomes more of a rivalry, I'd say. Yeah. And I mean, you know, those people from Chicago, I mean, I know people that like, like whenever Chicago won in 2016, I, I know uh, White Sox fans that I talked to that are like, yeah, I don't fucking care. And I'm like, that's good for your city. And they're really? like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. That's so, why I, it's people like that that made me adopt the take that the Astros are, are fun and good. 
Makes sense. It makes sense. Um, good for the division. Exactly. But you also keep Texas and Houston together. Um, you move Colorado, and I think that helps them. I, I, I think that the NL West is a really weird place for Colorado. But, I mean, I get why they're there, but I don't know. This seems like a better fit. And then the West, yeah. you keep all the California teams, on the, the coastal teams together. That would be fun divisional play, and it would cut down on the travel thing we talked about. Yeah, I don't feel so bad for Arizona because they have, or Colorado because they have Arizona right there. That's true. Like not quite on the West. Um, I feel really bad for the LA teams that have to, when they play like the Seattle's of the world, like the Angels have to fly to Seattle a bunch. Yeah. That's not, that's not a fun flight. That's no. like four, four hours. Yeah. You might as well be going to fucking like New Nashville. York. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or you could be going, yeah, Nashville too. You could be going like, I mean, five hours gets you to New York at that point. So, I mean, right. I don't really know why you like, it just makes a whole lot more sense. And then the interdivisional play would be more balanced as well. And you also have the opportunity um, to balance the entire schedule more so that the travel is equal because like whenever the Red Sox take off from Boston and go to a West coast road trip, it forces them into going all the way up the coast, you know, like basically cause you're trying to hit San Diego a lot of times and you're trying to make sure you get, you know, Anaheim and all that stuff. So there are just so many times where they're going on like a 12 to 14 game road trip. And that's yeah. or maybe not that much, maybe like a 10 game road trip all down the West coast. I mean, that's a hell of a beating on a t- any team or, you know, same thing goes for the Dodgers going, going East. Yep. I agree. So it makes a whole lot more sense. I feel like when I think about it in the grand scheme of everything, I like that divisional split. I was thinking almost purely based on travel times with my, Northeast, Southeast, Northwest, mm-hmm. Southwest uh, yeah. division splits. But um, the Northwest is super dry, right? There's not a ton yeah. of teams. You'd have to loop the, you know, potential Las Vegas and like maybe Arizona or the, maybe the Bay Area teams are now Northwest teams. I don't know. It would be totally, that, that division wouldn't make a ton of sense. I haven't actually drawn it up. Because, yeah, because that's the thing is like 32 teams is balanced. But if you add two more, that you get back to the same problem that we've had. And then that, yeah. that throws everything out. So it's got to be, I mean, it, it would, this whole thing is predicated on the fact that this is a radical redesign of the game, right? I mean, and this is incredibly hypothetical. This is the only logical way I feel like they could do this. Yeah. But that's a lot of change really quickly to the game. And this, is not, a, yeah, this is not a game that's adapted to change well over time. If anything, I think they would add two teams, realign divisions <clears throat> somehow. Mm-hmm. and then um, then change the, the rules. But it's one of those things where you really, you almost can't do both. It's, right. it's borderline to that point. They did it with one team, right? They changed the Astros to an AL team, which was huge. It was. It was. It was not an easy thing. They were a shitty team. They knew they were in a rebuild. They could sustain that sort of shift. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that any team at any point could actually sustain that shift to an easier way of doing things. I agree. But, uh, that change is not well received. I think that if if any commissioner is one that's going to get this done, it's Rob Banford, first of all. You think and so? I think so, man. He's progressive enough. And he's been progressive enough even in the time that he's been commissioner. Um, it's a very lucrative sport. They're sitting on a lot of lost money by not They not really are, man. They really are. And I feel like this would be really good for the game. The popularity would go up. Because the thing is, like, they're – 
you and I both know the difference between an NL team and an AL team is significantly different in a sense that the game is just played so differently in a sense that it's so defensive. And they got some lollygaggers and then right. some you know, real go-getters. Exactly. But your, your people, your Albert Pujols of the world, did you just say lollygaggers? I did. Awesome. Poppycock. Um, sorry. <laughs> Poppycock. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Mike Sosha. I'll never forget Jimmy talking about him sitting in a dive bar uh, drinking a chocolate stout by, or a peanut butter stout by himself. I don't know why oh that, God, that was a what thing. A loser. Actually, technically, I did forget about that, but, but uh, Ben was nice <laughs> enough to re- remind me. So, Perfect. yeah, it's good stuff. But um, I think it's good for the game, man, and I think that it needs change. It needs redevelopment and realignment. There are just so many teams and places that don't make sense as far as divisions go. They, 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 like you said, they corrected a big wrong with Houston. There's no need for that to be in the NL East, for God's sakes. Not at all. It was the East, right? Or was it the West? Oh, great question. I think it was the West. Yeah, I think you might be right. Regardless, there was no sense that they needed to be in the the NL to begin with. Oh, man, that's a good question. I can't believe I don't even know that. I know. It's just, it's been a while now. Um, Hmm. But I mean, does it, does it fundamentally change a ton, like play on the field as far as, I mean, you said that it brings more tanking. I think it would. You got bigger divisions, um, and you know that if you're in the bottom third of those teams, as opposed to like you know fourth or fifth out of five, mm-hmm. um, that you're probably just going to say fuck it. I don't know that tanking works in baseball nearly as well because, and you brought this up many times to me. It's exactly like trading one good player for the prospects. Like, why would you just keep the good player? Mm-hmm. And there are just so many players that don't work out there, and yeah. you got to wonder. Like how well it's going to be because tanking is a relatively new thing to baseball. I feel like in a lot of ways, um, I, I should say in a mass, like in a mass kind of way, like this is, this is the first year that I can remember where the market was so deflated in the off season because teams were really just embracing. We're going to be bad. That's the first time I can remember that. I think that's fair. I wonder if that has something to do with the um, league-wide profit sharing that's relatively new to the league. They've got more money at the end of the season regardless of how they perform. And they can totally blow it on draft picks or whatever, you know, trades trades in the winter meetings. International slot money. (laughs) Right. That's like a thing now. Also, I think teams are just generally getting a little bit smarter about how they play things. Yeah. Speaking of that, I love – I don't think we talked about this, but sidebar. uh, I love how much – I love the fact that the Braves traded, was it for Darren O'Day, I'm pretty sure? <laughs> yeah. They traded international slot money because they can't use it anyway because they, they got in trouble for international violations. It's pretty, pretty, I mean, it's actually kind of a smart move if you think about it, though. I mean, it's, it's the best you can do with a really crippled hand, you know? I suppose that's true. So I just looked this up. The Astros were in the NL Central. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I feel like that. I, now I remember that. Okay. The West through 93... The Central, 94 to 2002, and then into the American League, which just makes too much sense. Sure does. Sure as hell does. Um, what are the thoughts you have on that? I look forward to I need a, I need a shakeup. I, I need there to be some sort of – I don't need it. I yeah. want there to be some sort of shift. Keep it fresh. It's still a wonderful game. Um, it's not going to change play all that much nope. um, for the worse. I, I enjoy the, stra- the strategy that comes with the double switch and things like that. But watching pitchers hit, um, it's just a formality. It's something they have to do. It's not something they want to do or do well. Mm-hmm. And, and fuck that. I want to see everybody play by the same rules 
um, in the World Series, no matter where they where they play. Add some teams, mix up who plays who uh, more often. I'm yep. in. I agree. I would love to have Philadelphia in the same division as Boston. That'd be God, that'd be awesome. so cool. You know, I look forward to every year the new NL division that my team plays. Um, so I can, you know, try and travel to go see them. There would be a whole new world of, of teams that I would get to be able to see on a more regular basis. I know it. Next summer, we're going to have to do some road trips for the show, I think. Yeah, we didn't do a great job this year. That's okay. We kind of, you know, just started it this season. So we've got some, uh, we've got the ability. Hey, we're doing that next week, man. We're going we're gonna to be doing some uh, on-location stuff. So I'm yeah. excited. I'm totally stoked. Last year, I went, uh, saw the Rangers at Nationals, and then I saw um, – what the fuck else was it? You went to the Red Sox game with me. Red Sox game and uh, Cubs, I think, as well. Yep, sure did. That was all last year. Yeah. So no, no new stadiums this year outside of SunTrust. No, SunTrust was last year too. Yeah, it? it sure was. But we'll, we'll do some uh, actual show stuff at those. Yeah, I look forward to it. I do too, man. All right, uh, that's good talk. I'm going to put out the blog with some of the more specifics on that stuff here soon. Um, like I said, so still, still trying to get my, some of my stuff together on it as far as numbers and everything, but it's good talk, man. I'm excited. I'm excited just for the, I guess the prospect of it. I don't know how quickly anything is going to happen, but it'll be fun I'd to say watch. 10 years before we see anything major. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. Let's close things out with a little bit of rapid fire. Rapid fire. All right. Kick us off, man. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Oh man, this is going to be a, our, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a debate that's going to go on for days. Uh, <laughs> so one horse-sized duck hmm. or 100 duck-sized horses? I think I'd take the duck-sized horses. Play the yeah. Duck. Play the numbers. Lots of, lots of kicking. You might have some tired legs by the end. Well, so, so, <laughs> I don't know why, but the, the vision that I had of myself doing that involved wearing cargo pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but not the shorts, the full pants. <laughs> Maybe some zip-off legs. Um, wow. I feel like I'd probably capture one of those and ride it around with my foot out. Yeah, maybe put Penny on it. Yeah, yeah, the cat. She'd love it. Um, if you had to put a nickname on your jersey, what would it be? Sambino. Well, of course, but aside from that, let's pretend like that's taken by Ben. Slamming Sammy. Slamming Sammy. Love it. Love that. Oh, no, 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 no. I take that all back. Odd job. <laughs> Not the vanilla gorilla? Nope. Odd job. Odd like job. The, like the, uh, the villain in the Bond flicks. Yeah, I like it. All right, next. Uh, who wins Rookie of the Year, or who's more likely to win Rookie of the Year? Juan Soto or Ronald Acuna? Ron, Juan Soto. I agree. I, I should have said Ozzy Albies instead of Acuna. That would still be close, but I'd still say Soto, I think. Uh, they both had a really, really good year. Um, Acuna, we've talked about that. Hit and miss this year. Yep, he's on fire, though. He said... Probably three home runs his last five games. Yeah, but no, yeah I should have said Ozzy Albies. That would have been a better comparison. I watched him start against me, and he was fucking going to town on my team. So, yep, just like everybody else on your damn team. Yep. Um, does Colton Wong love Crispy Duck? Colton Wong loves Crispy Duck. <laughs> yes, love it. Did you want me to use an accent when I answered that or that's, something? That's fine. So, okay, I used my Boston one. Uh, do you want to Uber to the stadium or are we driving? 
Oh, it's bobblehead night. It is bobblehead night. We gotta get gotta get there early. Um, how how early do the parking lots open? You and I have been known to crush a few beers in the parking lot before a sporting event. This is a great question. We'll have to do some planning. I would say we maybe a couple hours before, three hours before. Maybe we could interview. We have a few beers and interview some people before we go in. Oh dear, this is gonna go off the rails quickly. Oh, it's it? gonna be fucking great. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, yeah, we we'll probably drive then. Yeah, <laughs> probably so. Well, I don't know if we're gonna have a bunch of beers. Um, let's see. Do how far into the whole digging process do you think Ben is at this point? Oh, um, I mean, are there stages of hole digging? Well, there's is several there like holes. A stages of grief where he's like just furious with it, or has he accepted his fate? There are several holes being dug in trenches as well. Oh, gosh. He's got a mm, probably just fear. He's fearful. Fearful? But how far is he through the process? Mm, 20%. Hmm, 20%, huh? He sent me a video the other day that I think they're almost done, actually. We are not here to, to talk about the holes. Oh, we're not here to talk about them. Sorry. So you know the answer. Is this just a rhetorical exercise? What's going on? No. So he is actually almost done with the holes, luckily. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the, uh, the news that I wanted to bring to you more than anything. There's got to be – I want to interview Ben on the stages of hole digging and see if it aligns at all with the stages of grief. Okay. I think that's a wise move. Love it. I do have one more – this is a sidebar audio question for you. Okay. I would like to. I would like your thoughts on this particular drop. Oh, uh, rye bread. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been known to make that noise from time to time. Is you know someone like, oh, you got me. Yeah. And then I said rye bread right after that. I don't know why. I was falling out of my chair laughing at that whenever I heard it. I, I didn't catch that the first time. What does when, that even mean? I don't know. You were talking about we were talking about different types of sandwiches, but um. Every time that I like th that's kind of the downside of producing this show at times is you you get caught up doing other things and you kind of miss things from time to time. That was oh. one that just had me floored, man. So I am willing to bet that Ben made a pun and then I made that noise and then I said rye bread. Yeah, because he was probably trying to say something like that. Something ridiculous, I'm sure. Uh, we missed the puns. It's all right. He'll be back. He'll be back next week, I think. That's okay. Good stuff. Good. Uh, yeah, well, we'll be – so ben, I guess Ben will be back next week, and then you and I will have an episode live in Atlanta for the, later in the week. So that'll be good. And then we'll have some stuff over the weekend that will probably make it to the following episode. So Sounds great. Excited, man. Can't wait. Yeah, me neither. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning in today. We want to make sure everyone checks us out, sensiblyloud.com, blogs, uh, pods, more. Make sure to check us out there. Uh, on Twitter, at OutfielderPod, same on the gram. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Outfielder Podcast, or it's The Outfielder Podcast. I always screw that up. I apologize. Uh, the Outfielder Podcast on Facebook. Make sure to check us out on Apple iTunes Store, Google Play Store, wherever you get your podcast. We are there. Uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 40 of The Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast.